As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following content is intended for mature audiences only. On this episode of Don't Get the Soup. Charles will become king, I believe. Like once, once, once the queen dies. What an embarrassing uh, king. I'm pretty sure that they couldn't fucking find a better or make a better dude than that guy. Like that's, that's the situation where you like poison the motherfucker and replace him with somebody impressive. Centuries of inbreeding, bro. I know, but you gotta like, you gotta reboot it. Don't get the soup. 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 Welcome to Don't Get the Soup. This is the show and tell show, and we show enough going to show it to you. My name is Miles, and uh, it's my turn this week. I'm very excited. I'm going to tell you about legendary weapons. Becky is here. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, you didn't give us any hints. I actually didn't know until the other day, uh, but yeah, I, I did some research. This will be this will be fun. Uh, and John is here as well. Now, what do you mean by legendary weapons? Do you mean like Mjolnir and shit? <gasps> um, sort of. Uh, but, but well, so legendary weapons meaning um, well, okay, so like, you know, wh when you're playing video games, uh, it just y th this is kind of like my preamble to it, like, or at least this is how it developed in my head. You know, like when you're playing a role playing game, um, you are you like part of the game is getting the best gear, you know, like the best armor and weapons, and a lot of times the best weapons in the game for your class, it won't be like you know. Uh, broadsword of magic or whatever. It'll, it'll be like in World of Warcraft, the, the legendary weapon that I, I really wanted to get was Valinir Hammer of the Gods from the Alduar raid. And uh, like that was, so it's got this unique name and its own unique lore behind this weapon, you know, and you know, so um, Mjolnir, how do you Mjolnir. say it? Mjolnir. 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 Yeah, Mjolnir. so from Thor, like from Norse mythology <laughs> or from... I, I, it's a lot of letters that don't look like they should be cramped together. <laughs> right. it's, There's yeah, just it's, a J in Norse. there, and nobody knows why, not even the Vikings. <laughs> but, uh, like, so that's kind of an analog to what I'm talking about in Norse mythology and the Marvel Universe by virtue of that. And, you know, so that is the hammer of the gods, you know, like Thor's, Thor can pick it up and swing it. Odin can pick it up and swing it. And there's like maybe four or five other beings that are capable of wielding this weapon. But just like having this, you know, rich lore and, uh, you know, history behind it is really fascinating to me. But uh, what I want to talk about today is um, real life legendary weapons. So like artifact weapons that you can go see in real life, like they're in a museum somewhere. Oh, oh and, yes. Um, so, this like, get, getting the history behind these things, 
uh, is a little difficult um, because, you know, like the, the way they kind of change hands or the, the way art and artifacts and, you know, relics and stuff, the, the way they pass hands uh, over the years um, doesn't always preserve the history behind it. You know, like a lot of them are just kind of taken by, by pillaging like after a war or something, you know. So if something ends up in a museum in England, chances are it was stolen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they may not have kept like really great records of, you know, what the history behind it was. They're like, oh, oh this has a lot of jewels in it. So that's ours now uh, kind of vibe. <laughs> right. Rich people stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what's something that uh, is considered totally fine for rich people, but trashy for poor people. Stealing artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, theft. Yeah. In general. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, not all of these are, are, are you know, uh, products of colonization. You know, like, so the first example I have on here uh, is called the Sword of Guj... Uh, like uh, again, a lot of letters together that I don't know. The sword of Gooch. The sword. <laughs> the sword Gooch. of Gujan, um, which is a, a Chinese sword, uh, roughly twenty five hundred years old, uh, made of bronze, and uh, so it's famous for being unusually sharp and uh, resistant to tarnish. That you don't really don't see in artifacts this old, and so like what, like the if if you see a picture of this, uh, it's it's this gleaming bronze sword with like intricate uh, writing on it, and um, two columns of you know Chinese characters on it that say King of Yu made this sword for his personal use. So this is like a yeah, and, and that's the, a theme with a lot of these uh, legendary weapons is that they're kind of like either ceremonial uh, weapons or just made to be really pretty for super rich people. Um, but um, but it, also it, it, it's like written on the label that like yeah, this is your king's sword. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't AKA touch rich this people shit. only. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was found like uh, some. Uh, People were like excavating a site to like do construction or whatever, uh, in I forget the name the region of China, but found these underground tombs, and in one of the tombs was a skeleton that was buried with this sword, and uh, so it was held in like a wooden scabbard, you know, sheathed in that, and so imagine like busting into like you find this dusty old tomb and you go in there and you're poking around trying to see what's in there. You find like, oh, what is this? A sword, and then you pull it out, and it's just like gleaming, perfect sword that's still in like prime condition. Because and the reason that it was preserved so well is because the uh, scabbard that it was sheathed in was so well made that it was basically airtight, so there was no oxidization of the metal in there. Isn't that wild? And yeah, then we insane. came in and fucked it up, probably. <laughs> no, it Did still looks great. It's it's in a uh, museum in China. Did you see the article? I want to say it's from like a day ago, two days ago where they like opened up this like golden city uh in in Egypt I think I think it was Egyptian no. and they opened up this like you know they they were calling it like a lost city of gold or whatever but they like like o opened up the wall and it had been walled up and they and and when they went in there it looked like people had just left was wait did you say this was a documentary or a news story it was just a news story. I I, no, I I never heard of that. I think I did see the headline. I, I didn't get any further uh, than that, though. 
That's fucking that right. Is, rad though. The they they is, said it was like the second most important discovery after King Tut's tomb, I think. Right. Right. Okay, uh, and, I'm and the point is just that. that the shit in there was like incredibly well preserved. Like when they brick shit up back in the olden days, like it's bricked <laughs> the fuck up. Yeah, like the the uh Pharaoh's tombs were airtight and super dry, so all of the stuff that was in there was like really well preserved. Which meant that the curse was still active when they opened it, and it liquefied them. Well, speaking of Egyptian mummies, oh! in 1925, some archaeologists said, fuck a mummy curse, let me at that treasure, and went into King Tut's tomb. And uh, they found, obviously, like a ton of you know priceless artifacts in there, but uh, the weapons that I- I'm interested in here, there was a pair of daggers, and uh, one of the daggers, the blade was made out of iron from a meteorite. Like, how fucking awesome is that? That's fucking metal, dude. Yeah. Right! And, like, they didn't even know that it was made from a meteorite until uh, 2016. Uh, Some scientists in Egypt and Italy, like, teamed up together to find, like, a a non-invasive way of, you know, analyzing what the chemical structure of this blade was so they could find out, you know, how it was made and uh, determined that it was from a meteorite that had struck you know, within like 20 miles of Egypt. And that, that was like their source for iron. And at the time, even though like the, the handle of this blade and the sheath that it was in were made of gold, the most valuable part of it was the iron because, uh, like Egypt was one of the few cultures that had the skill to actually work with iron and create this out of iron. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Egypt, the, Egypt had their shit together in a lot of ways, though. I read this book once well, when I was a kid. Well, the aliens came and helped them. <laughs> <laughs> I read this book once when I was a kid that was basically about, like, Egypt in the time of the building of the of the pyramids and shit, you know? And there was, like, a stonemason and, you know, stuff like And they talked about, like, the craftsmanship that, like, went into to, to building these things. I just, I can't even imagine that. I mean, like... You know, the Great Pyramid at Giza was built by, you know, Slaves? a pharaoh. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> when, you, when you got some guy, like, sitting there whipping you and whipping you It's not like he built you. it himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are yeah, like, but, it, like <laughs> it's amazing how they were able to build this, where it's like, they didn't care if you died trying to make the, it happen. You had no <laughs> right. choice. So it's yeah. like, the more inventive you were, the better off you were. Yeah. It's amazing how big of a tomb you can build when you're fueling it with untold human misery. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me to think that the uh, the pyramids were originally covered with like white stone, you know, yeah, so they were just like gleaming actually, white in the desert. That would have been cool. But now it's just like... And you ever see those pictures of like how uh, like tourist areas really are? And I always pictured like the the Giza pyramids in the middle of the Just desert, in the middle you, of nowhere, right? And you had to take a cast or a, a camel out to them, and then they show you the perspective. Like they turn around and from they show the uh, picture from the pyramids, and this big giant city is about yeah, you know, five hundred. It's right feet across away. the street from the Seven Eleven. Oh yeah, you, you can't miss the pyramids right across the street from the Seven Eleven. That's how I I realized this about L.A. when I moved out here is like when when you see pictures and stuff, uh, you know, it, it looks like paradise, and then you actually yes. get here and you realize how 
meticulous you need to be about framing your photos to keep like yep. the power yeah. lines and all the crowds and like the fucking mountains on fire out of your fucking picture. You know? <laughs> yeah, they lined that shot up really well. You can't see the piles of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, uh, maybe the blade being made out of a meteorite lends some credence to the ancient aliens theory, you know, like they're building space rock knives. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch the Conan cartoon? And that was like Conan's deal. Like him and his team had these weapons that were made out of star metal, which was, you know, meteorite iron. Okay. And, the Conan uh, cartoon? No, I didn't I know there was a Conan that. cartoon. Oh, dude, it was dope. I it remember had, Thundar. Like, Thundar was great. Conan was obviously based on Conan. I probably watched the Conan cartoon when I was too old to still be watching cartoons. I think I was probably like 15 years old or something when it came out. Uh, but it had this totally dope uh, theme song that was like, Conan, the adventurer, Conan, <laughs> Warrior without peer. <laughs> you remember that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> oh, I have, I have perfect recall for everything that happened in my life that is of absolutely no use. <laughs> Anything that like could maybe come up again in like a way that could save my life can't fucking remember it. Oh, the Conan theme song. I'm on top of it. I know the Perfect Strangers theme song a lot better than I should. All right, let's go. Yeah. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing you'd rearrange. And by the way, what the fuck do these lyrics have to do with a guy moving in with his cousin from Eastern Europe? <laughs> Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. That's the change. It's moving in with your weird cousin. Okay. Doing yeah. butt to pincha. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. Uh, fuck. Um... I mean, dude, that's like a thousand oh, percent more than, more than I, I got it. I got it. It's flame in my heart like a long lost friend. Cause every dark street, a light at the end. What? <laughs> that, that is the theme song yeah. for that show? For perfect strangers, Balky Bartakamus. Rise and fall, go the wings of our dreams. Oh yeah, dude. I remember that part. <laughs> the chorus is really, really heroic for yeah, like dude. the show that it is. You would think Whoa. that they're like pulling people out of a burning building or something, but it's really like, uh, you know, <laughs> in old country. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's like vaguely offensive. <laughs> but what? Like a lot of like around that. Like I know we were all young when that was going on. But a lot of the theme songs were kind of like that. They had that, you know, that heroic sound to it. That yeah. like the, the all the families were like bonding together, and they were just gonna go against the world. That's how I kind of remember everything. You yeah, know, the perfect uh, the uh, Family Matters theme song was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Family Matters. I forget and, how uh, it went, but I remember it being that kind of vibe. Hogan, oh, Hogan, Hogan, the Hogan family. Hogan, I want to say, or Hogan's heroes. No, 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 no. Hogan family. It was really short lived. I remember, but I'm thinking of uh, like Hulk Hogan. Pat what? Like Hulk Hogan? No, no. It had uh, God. Hogan's uh, heroes, dude. It's a fucking super old show. You don't know about it? No, not Hogan's heroes. It wasn't Hogan's <laughs> heroes. Hogan family. Oh, Jason the Bateman Hogan was family. on it. Yeah, the yeah, Hogan yeah. family. 
Really? Are you just being sarcastic to no, me? No, no, no. I totally There's, fucking remember. Okay, all right. Thank so you. that family was the Hogan family one. was the continuation <laughs> mm-hmm. of. I want to say it was like Valerie's family yes, or something Valerie Bur- like that. Yeah, because uh, not Bertinelli, Valerie Harper. Yeah, and then she did she die? Is that the deal? And then they no, continued she, no, the show. I, or she uh, left no, the she, show. She just died not long ago. Okay, so she like left the show, and then they're yeah. like, "Well, fuck you." Then so they killed her off, and then <laughs> right. continued with the family. Right, exactly. It wasn't on very long. It was only on a few years, but again, they had the same theme, like that that you know. Yeah. I wonder if I those were all I'm, written I'm by like the same writers. I think they were. I really do. <laughs> Like somebody just wrote like an album worth of heroic sounding 30 second songs and then like took them to the TV studios and was like, yo, put this on a TV show and pay me, bitch. You know, what's funny. Those things are totally like an artifact of like a bygone era these days because there, I mean, when was the last time you saw like a really elaborate like opening scene? I think probably Game of Thrones is the last one I can Mm. think of where it was like, oh, yeah, pretty long for for, you know, open opening sequences oh, these yeah. days. You could hit, you know, you could hit play on Game of Thrones and go take show. a shit. Like, <laughs> eat up some food. <laughs> right. Well, honestly, most of them don't even really have I- I- themes anymore. Yeah. And I kind of miss that. You know, because that way it's less time for commercials if that's going on. And plus, they're going to have to pay somebody to make that song I wonder if that's well. why they did it. If they were like, well, we are going to put uh, 20 fucking minutes of commercials in this from what you know, I one heard, hour yes. show. It, you it, know? Went, it, it was both those things, you know. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. And then you got to think about with DVDs, especially like or Blu-ray or whatever. They got to start paying royalties with that. Like, also, to some- the... Also, uh, a, a long intro makes it difficult to binge watch a show, you know, because you, you've got that long interruption in between content. You know what I mean? Can't you just hit a button oh, to true. skip it on like almost every streaming platform? Uh, I mean, I are guess, you about to but, tell me that you're not trying to hit a button? Well, you know what? True, it does. No, I'm saying that like if you <laughs> if you're in charge that of that lazy? TV show, like that's extra work for you to have to like program in the fucking skip intro button. I bet the TV show people don't do it. I'll bet it's the streaming platform. Well, There's still, somebody like at that streaming platform that's like, hey, it's your job to go through all these episodes of Friends and put in the fucking cue points to skip shit. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I'm working at Netflix, I don't think that's a good use of my time. I mean, it's not. <laughs> for me, as the consumer, I it's think it is. It's good for me, though. It's yeah. for me, yeah. Right, but just don't I'll have the intro. Just get right I'm, to it. I think the next level of it is is you put in cue points for like skipping any scenes with characters that you fucking hate. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Let's say you're gonna watch Friends or whatever, and you're like, you know what? I just don't think that uh, (laughs) that Ross. I don't give a shit about Ross, and I want you to skip all the Ross stuff, but not if it has Jennifer Aniston in it. (laughs) (laughs) So like, be able to weed it down. (laughs) Yeah, like any Ross subplots, they're gone. But like, you still get to keep Ross and Rachel, which was the best part of Ross. Ross was the worst one, right? Thank yes. Uh, Joey yes. was the best. Joey was awesome. Yeah, Ross was the dinosaur guy. I'm like, but I actually know people who like him. Uh, Ross was like, I think the precursor to like Big Bang Theory. You know, like Big Bang Theory was like, what if we <laughs> oh made a God, TV yes. show that was all Rosses? <laughs> <laughs> what oh if God, we took so everyone's favorite part of Friends? <laughs> 
Ross and quadrupled it. <laughs> I honestly can say I have never sat down and watched a full episode of Big Bang Theory. Theory. I watch about 10 minutes. I'm like, and I'm done. I actually never have either. I've just seen the promos and been like, nope, not for me. Nope. Yeah, it just, mm-mm. I, I, I have, no desire. have been in, un, like, in the room while my mom was watching it. My parents, I think it's just my mom. I think my dad just what. I think my dad doesn't like anything. And so he just kind of like, if my mom likes it, he's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, that's what he needs to 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 have to watch a show that he's otherwise not going to watch. That's ever. relatable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hates everything. Anyway, so my mom loves all the shows that that fucking guy makes. Uh, what's his name? Chuck Lorre. Yes, Chuck Lorre. There, I like a lot of his stuff, but not everything. I hate all of his stuff because he only makes shows. I don't like them. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair that enough. is the short version. But <laughs> just I don't like them. That's that not, is a, you that don't is need a show. A reason the Big Bang Theory is a show about smart people for stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody who watches our, that show, show is like, "Oh, you should, you would love that show, though. It's about nerds." And I'm like. No, it's really not. Like no one is actually like that. Like they're and making. That's why Mike hates that show. They're making fun of who you think nerds are. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's why Mike hates that show because he the same thing. They're like, "Oh, you're a nerd. You would love that show." He's like, "No, fuck you. Yes, I am a nerd, <laughs> but that is not what you know. We nerd culture is. You know, it's so much more than just that. And that yo, yeah, he will go off about the Big Bang Theory. Oh, it is, yeah, it's a it's a sore button for him. I mean, this is not like a so brave statement, though. Like, plenty of people are <laughs> not into true. the Big Bang Theory. It's been on for, is it still, I think it's still on, right? It's been no. on forever. Okay. No, I think it finally uh, it just ended. ended like, you know what is still year. on, though? Fucking Grey's Anatomy. I th- they're in like their 17th. 27th, 107th I mean, season. Not I that I hate know. it, but I just, I have thought that Grey's Anatomy was over like 20 times over the last 15 years. Wait, th- know, it I didn't get restarted. It. It's just been going it, continuously. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of network television anymore. A little bit here and there, but network, it's not as much. At what point have you, like, locked yourself into playing only one role for your entire life, though? Because Ellen Pompeo has been playing Meredith Grey for the entire length of that fucking series. Can she ever get a job as a different character now? If the paycheck's good enough, you know. Well, meaning, like, would she be believable as a different character? Like, if they decide they're going to end Grey's Anatomy, does she get a different job and doing something else? Like, Matt Berry is always Matt Berry, and I don't have a problem with that, you know? Yeah, but Matt Berry is not Matt Berry in the entire, in, like, one show for his whole life. Mm, Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and also, I think Matt Berry chooses roles really well. Yeah. Uh, I heard a podcast with him. He was on an NPR podcast being interviewed uh, that I listened to recently. And uh, he was describing what inspired the character that he always does. And uh, he said when he was a kid, (laughs) um, his parents would take him to see like uh, theater in the park or whatever. And, um, you know, so the actors who are like up on stage in this park are um, all like actors who are probably like well trained, but their careers aren't going great. 
And uh, <laughs> he said that he always found it his hysterical that they would be so serious and speaking very forcefully, but they're on this tiny stage in the middle of a park just shouting at each other inches from each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like the inspiration behind all of his characters. He was inspired by the absurdity of art. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, if if anybody doesn't know who Matt Barry is, check out the IT crowd. Um, and he's not in the first few episodes, but eventually he becomes the boss on the IT crowd. Also, he's on a show. Uh, what we that, do in the shadows. Uh, what we do in the shadows. I was going to say Toast of London. Toast uh, of oh, London I haven't is seen Toast of London. Great. Where he basically plays kind of like a character of, of himself. That show is <laughs> great. He plays that guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that, I, that actor who's down on his so luck doing theater funny. in the park. He he did a sketch comedy show at one point called Snuffbox that I think is also on Netflix that is also very funny, but it's very weird. That one is like, that's not my favorite. Mm. I wouldn't direct people in, in that way right off the bat. Toast of London is probably your best bet. I would say like the gateway, the order of gateway shit is... Watch what we do in the shadows because I have never met anybody that doesn't love that show. So then watch the IT crowd, and if you need more Matt Berry, go watch Toast of London. Which that service is, is what we do in the shadow shadows on? Uh, it's on it's Hulu. On or, yeah, it's on Hulu FX. Because it's, on, it's FX. on FX. Yeah, it's an yeah, FX. Yeah, Hulu owns FX. Yeah, we don't know that one yet. We're, right now, we've got Netflix and uh, Paramount Plus. <gasps> you got Paramount. You went Plus. with we Paramount Plus one. instead of Hulu. We went with Paramount Plus because there's a free month. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. what we're yeah, waiting right. for. As soon as I'm done with school and have a break, we're going to get Paramount Plus so that we can watch it. Because <laughs> right now there's no point in us getting free shit. I just don't have any free time. What is on Paramount Plus? Um, uh, the challenge? All we've been watching is as is the real world road rules challenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for me, I love it. There's going to be a Workaholics uh, movie on it. Oh, yeah, there's going to be that. Uh, I'm down they, for that. I like them. Uh, the Star Trek, uh, the the Star Trek Discovery, which That's is right. really good. Picard is on there. Uh, There's a lot of comedy stuff. Yeah, which is good because I I don't I don't care about anything dramatic. Let's see, I give me some sci-fi. I like a little drama, but if it's sci-fi drama, I'm I'm better with it. Anyway, back to uh, the so legendary the weapons. Track. Legendary <laughs> weapons. Okay, so I have some yes. really good ones, and uh, I'm gonna skip a couple because. Uh, I don't want to uh, be talking about this shit forever, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Do Miles we have, has like... stuff to do that isn't this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just like you know we we, no, we no, derailed no, no. a little bit, so I, so I have time to like you know we filled up time. I can edit out some of the filler shit that I threw in here. Um, <laughs> so check this shit out. Uh, okay. In 2018, for 120,000 euros, somebody bought a 17th century. Handheld grenade launcher. Doesn't that sound rad and probably is, really dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. First of all, a handheld grenade launcher isn't that just your hand? No. So check it out. There's <laughs> a. It's a like a pistol shaped thing, but bigger, right? So it's like a. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a pistol, but with this long ass uh, handle so you can kind of brace yourself a little better. And then the uh, front of the pistol is basically like just really big and round and bulbous and wide. And so the way that it would work is you would prepare your grenade light the fuse, put it in the front of this thing, and then shoot. It was like a flintlock, so you just, like, kind of shoot the grenade at your enemy. And uh, <laughs> it's believed, as you might imagine, that more than a few people died using weapons like this because the, the grenade would just explode in your hand. That's what I was like, going to say, hold dude. Hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> Doesn't the grenade already... It's going to explode. Right? Yeah. So, like, you've lit the fuse on this motherfucker, and then to propel it towards your enemies, another you explosion. Need another explosion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that part. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, and also imagine the lives that they threw at developing this thing before they figured out, like, how to keep the grenade from exploding from the explosion, how to keep the thing itself from blowing up. What's the right amount of black powder to get it to move, but not enough to, enough like, to make it explode? Yeah. yeah. Like, how many times did they get that wrong and blow some peasant's hand off? Yeah, like, if you didn't have enough black powder in it, it would just, like, kind of tumble out at your feet, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're super dead anyway. (laughs) Well, this one that was sold uh, was um, decorated with, like, intricate floral engravings all over the barrel. And then uh, had this long wooden handle carved to resemble a roaring dragon. It was fucking awesome looking. Okay, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna have to find pictures of some of these. That sounds rad as shit. Um, yeah, like some of the um, d- uh, d- uh, decoration on the uh, uh, like pistols and like guns and stuff that I found is like so intricate. Like, uh, there's a museum called the Wallace Collection in England, and they have a whole armory section of the museum. And uh, in there, you can see uh, the Hercules pistols. It's a pair of pistols that look big as fuck. I don't know if. I didn't get anything for reference, but they look enormous. Um, but they, they're uh, these pistols that were either given to as a gift or commissioned by uh, Louis the Fourteenth to commemorate his uh, military victory against the Spanish in 1658. And the handles of these are made out of wood. And um, if you look at it from far away, it just looks like you know, gnarly looking wood. But if you get close to it, you can see all of these figures carved into the handles that are like human figures fighting each other. And then on the locks on these pistols, like the sides of the pistols, there's engraved scenes of Hercules fighting a lion. And, uh, and then all along the barrel is, uh, gold inscriptions. And, um, like what, what's that symbol you see in, um, 
New Orleans a lot. The fleur de lis or something. Fleur de lis. Fleur de lis. So those things and like inscription, like uh, relating the you know uh, myth of Hercules with Louis the Fourteenth's military victory and stuff like that. But they look fucking amazing. So get, yeah, if you look up Hercules pistols, you'll find those. Those guys always be doing that. Does, <laughs> don't my victories seem a lot like Hercules's labors? And then some guy was like, totally. Oh, we lost John. Oh, oh, John. Oh, John froze. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, like, well, uh, the video I was watching about these, they were basically saying that Louis XIV was looking for a way to uh, put himself in a godlike light and um, eventually decided on the image of the sun as his, like, logo. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like the sun god. That's me, Louis XIV. <laughs> Um, but prior to that, you know, they hadn't really decided on that yet. So uh, we're workshopping Hercules, apparently. <laughs> I feel like that is common to uh, many kings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking as that. -like beings. Speaking of kings, I just found out Phillip? this week that if a dude marries the queen, queen of England, he does not become the king. What the fuck Correct. is up with that? Correct. It's all about... Uh, it's all about the blood, you know. They got to keep that name, the last name, and whatnot. So I also, and by the way, this is not like a male entitlement thing, you know. I think that is also bullshit. If a woman marries the king, she doesn't become queen. Like to me, I assume when I hear prince or princess, I assume child of the monarch, you know. Right. Exactly. So now I don't know. It, it, like I think there are some cultures where they do. But I, it all depends on. I, I think it all depends on if it's a patriarch. Patriarchy, patriarchal society, excuse me, or uh, my, you know what I'm talking. I'm not even gonna say the name because I'm gonna fuck a butcher. It's so, but I think sure, it all depends. I'm pretty sure British royalty has been matrilineal for a while. Yes. Wait, yes, so dudes has. can't become king in England? No, Charles will become king, I believe. Like once, once, once the queen dies. What an embarrassing uh, king! I'm pretty sure that they couldn't that, fucking find a better or make a better dude than that guy. <laughs> Like that's that's the situation where you like poison the motherfucker and replace him with somebody impressive. It's right? Centuries of inbreeding, bro. I know, but you gotta like you gotta reboot it. <laughs> that gene pool is incredibly shallow. <laughs> yeah, dude. That fucker. Like that, that gene pool it. needs some chlorine. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more right, legendary more weapon for you, and uh, then I'll wrap this up. So on some steampunk shit, uh, this is the most impractical weapon I could find. Um, it's a hunting knife that it's it's like the size of a gigantic meat cleaver, you know, like that that kind of blockiness of the blade, but long. So it's a hunting knife. Uh, it's made out of steel with gold and bronze, and then the handle is a carved staghorn. Uh, so it's like the the handle is really ornate. But on the it's along, also a gun, huh? It's also a gun. Yeah, dude. There's a pistol along the top of the uh, top of the knife, and the knife is really only there in case you miss with your shot. <laughs> so you shoot the pistol, one. and then if you're like, "Oh no, that bear's still oh, coming shit. at me," <laughs> then you just hack it to pieces with this fucking giant <laughs> knife. Man, if you reach a point where you're using the knife to stab the, you're fucked. You're yeah. gonna die. Like yeah. if you had to shoot it to win, you lost. Well, it also, just to make it even less practical, has a calendar engraved on it for the years 1529 through 1534. 
<laughs> so it's got a five-year calendar. Five Th- then, then you're done. <laughs> yeah, after 1534, the calendar is useless to you. <laughs> you're not going to be able to keep that dentist appointment anyway if you miss the shot and have to fight a bear with a knife. <laughs> Oh, see, what it is like. So, speaking of like things that are really, really ornate. So, uh, my friend, this was back in high school. Uh, her dad was a, her stepdad was a big gun nut, knife enthusiast, hunter, whatever. And I helped her, her and her mom do some stuff. And they, her dad had this knife and it had a wooden sheath on it that was really ornate. It was gorgeous. Absolutely loved it. The knife was dull as hell. It was all rusted and everything, but I loved the sheath and everything, and I thought that would be really cool to display. I mean, yes, I was in high school, so whatever. Um, So I had stuck it underneath my seat, completely forgot about it. Fast forward month or two later we're uh i'm with some friends in a neighboring town we went out partying or whatever and doing things we weren't supposed to and when we went to leave um when i pulled out of the parking space i went left of center and the cop like pulled me over and i was like what the fuck thankfully i was sober you Mm -hmm. know uh and he he pulled us all out of our car searched our car, searched my car. My one friend decides to be a smart ass. He's like, what did you had? The cop was like, what have you had to drink? And he's like, seven up. What's that? Half a seven and seven. And I was just like, we're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the cop's like, that's not funny. Don't joke. Don't joke about drinking. So anywho. A passenger isn't allowed to joke about drinking? We were all underage. The, oh, this gotcha. was a small town cop. You know, it's, yeah. They had nothing better to do. So he found the knife and he's like, what are you doing with this? And I was just, and I explained the story to him and he's just like, well, I'm confiscating it. And I was just like, can I at least have this sheath? You know? And he's like, no, whatever. So he took, this is how stupid I am at this point. Again, teenager. Uh, he obviously takes my license and whatnot. And I'm all pissed off or whatever. And I finally leave. I realize he still has my license. I'm where I'm not supposed to be, you know, because at that age, I told my mom, oh, yeah, I'm going over to Amy's house. I'm not out hanging out with my friends, drinking, blah, 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 blah. I actually came back into that town, saw he pulled somebody else over, pulled up behind him, (laughs) got out of my car, (laughs) and he, I I almost got a gun pulled on him, or or, excuse me, almost got a gun pulled on me, because he actually, yeah, I was so stupid. I'm like, you still have my license. I need my license back, because I didn't want it. You right. know, to get a call or whatever. And I got the riot act read to me about ever doing that to a cop again. I learned my <laughs> lesson. <laughs> but I'm still pissed the fuckers got my goddamn knife. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Was it made out of a meteorite? You know what? It fucking could have been. God damn it. John has a really cool gun. What kind of gun is I always forget the name of that. It's it's a Beretta PX4 Storm. Yeah, so I know Beretta, and then that's it. <laughs> PX4 Storm. I gotta remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. And it's got this weird. Uh, r- the barrel rotates the uh, to to lock back into place, uh, and and so the the idea is that the rotational force absorbs some of the uh, some of the kick from it. And like, it's got like um, it. I forget what the firing mechanism is but like the first shot so john and i went shooting once and this is the only time i've ever gone shooting but uh like when you start with like a fresh magazine the first shot 
is like difficult to squeeze, and then everyone after that is like super easy to squeeze the trigger. Like, what, what's that called? Huh? That's called double action, single action. Okay. Uh, and so the 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 it refers to how many actions the trigger performs. So a double action shot pulls the hammer back and then releases it, right? And so that's the long first trigger pull, and then after that, uh, it just uses you know the 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 release of the energy pushes the slide back, which cocks the hammer back for the second shot. So then you just release the hammer on those. And those shots are all really quick, you know, to follow up. You can oh. also just cock it manually and have, you know, a single action trigger pulls the entire magazine. But, uh, you know, yeah. I was, That's kind of cool. I was daydreaming, or, I mean... Day yeah, well, dreaming, drinking, daydreaming. Uh, well, I I don't know if it's called that because I was like trying to fall asleep, but I was like thinking about. I guess I was thinking is what I'm trying to say about uh, like having <laughs> a gun and you know somebody tries to uh, attack my house and I go to defend my property, you know, with a gun, and then like what if what if I cock the gun and then they go away and then I'm like oh fuck I got this cocked gun. Like, do you ever get scared about having to uncock a gun? That you're gonna fuck it up and like accidentally shoot yourself? Uh, I, I mean, a lot of guns have decockers on them. That's like a really <laughs> that's. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. I'm four years old. <laughs> Becky has a decocker, but the cop took it. <laughs> I know. That's a callback joke because it was a knife. I got um, it. that's really. You Go go ahead and decock your gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really common uh, addition to like 1911s. A lot of 1911s have decockers on them or whatever. Um, How does that work? All right. You just press a button and it's like, okay, this won't kill yeah, anybody now. It's like a lever that you that you flick down or whatever. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it just like releases the hammer and puts it back up into position without any force. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes me feel better. Like, I'm not going to buy a gun, though, just because of how much money we spent on bullets when we were there. Like, bullets are expensive <laughs> as fuck. Look, How dude, much? you could just get like a little, you know, like a 22 or like a nine millimeter or something like that and not have to spend a whole bunch of money. That's what I was thinking. But then I saw this kick ass crossbow and 
dude, this thing looks so fun. Uh, so there's, I, I'm, I forget exactly the name of it. I think it's like a cobra something, uh, but it's it's got like a it's some badass animal. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking uh, warthog. You it's know, called the cobra scorpion. <laughs> the cobra scorpion warthog nine fifty. Um, but it's uh, it's a repeating crossbow and it's self uh, cocking or self something. So like you don't have to pull back the uh, the the stretchy part <laughs> yourself. <laughs> the bow part. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what what am the, I defending the a bow castle wire? Wall? I don't know. Or this I I yeah the stretchy I like stretchy part. I everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. So you don't have to pull back the stretchy part yourself. You just kind of it, it's it looks like. Like an old rifle where you, you like pull the handle part down and then slap it back on. You know, I, I don't I don't know how to describe this verbally, um, but you, you, you do like a okay, okay. So like it's it's an action like like you have some manual hedge trimmers and you're like snipping the hedges. You know, just pulling those long handles apart and pushing them back together. Like that's how you load the bolt into the crossbow. I got right. bolt right. I got that word right. You sure Ooh, did. Yeah, you did. You sure did. They're not arrows, but um. <laughs> The reason, like, A, like, it's it's kind of funky to have a crossbow, and I'm a funky person, so I like that. Like, I feel like it's on brand for me. <laughs> but also, you don't have to buy, like, you buy some bolts, you just got to buy them once. Just don't lose them. Like, after you shoot them, you can go get them and use them again. Okay, you're going to lose them, and you're going to break them, and then one bolt is like $30 or something. Really? Shit. Are they that expensive? Know. I can't imagine that they're cheap. It's not as cheap as, as a, a bullet. <laughs> But uh, can but you get like also, adamantium fucking bolts too. or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You never know when you're gonna have to fucking kill, kill Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> but also think like crossbows are quiet. You're just gonna hear a, whereas a gun you're gonna make noise. So it depends on what type of killing you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're a murderer and you don't want to get caught, <laughs> you'll definitely want a crossbow. Is that I think what you're saying? Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um, I, not, I don't know what you're talking about, murder. I don't know. I think it's kind of boss going into battle with a crossbow, though, because I mean, think about it from the other perspective. Like you know, you expect someone to pull a gun or a knife on you, but if a dude pulls a crossbow on me, I'm like, this guy knows something that I don't. I would assume that somebody oh, yeah. with a crossbow is pretty a pretty good shot with it. Like that's the kind that of thing that you get really I into. Make. I think. Yeah. Like if you draw a sword, I'm like, oh shit! I'm not. I didn't come here for this. I wasn't prepared for this today. But if I have a gun, fuck you, guy with the sword. I'm still gonna win. <laughs> yeah. That they call that if, the, if, uh, if the if Indiana Jones. If we're far Jones. close, far enough apart, I should say, because if we're close, then yeah, he's probably faster with the sword than I am with a gun. Also, I feel like it would suck a lot more to get killed by a crossbow than a gun. Like, that's going to hurt for sure. Right? Oh, I don't know, dude. Like, you're not instantly dying from that. Well, well it depends on where you get hit. I feel like I mean, that's going to hurt a, do a lot Do you know what a bullet more. does and, and how? <laughs> well, I mean, if you get shot in the head, you're pretty much dead right away, I think. Right. Uh, I feel like if you, if you get shot in, in multiple places, you're pretty much dead. Especially if it's a if it's a hollow point if it's hollow point ammunition which is what you want to oh, shoot. Oh yeah, you have no head left. 
Right, because that bullet breaks up on entry. Like even I mean, if you got shot in the torso or whatever, the bullet breaks up and then just shreds your organs. It's not good. All right, firing squad situation. You've been convicted of some kind of heinous crime. You're being executed by a firing squad. Do you want those guys to have pistols or crossbows? I'm going crossbow just because it'd be cooler. As long <laughs> as they have good aim. Because <laughs> that way, death by crossbow. Yeah. Does yeah, what that if you sound get, like, cooler? 30 bolts into your thighs. <laughs> uh, I tried to engage with this question, but then it, it, it was too much like contemplating my mortality. Like, okay, you're going to die. How do you want to do it? I'm like, well, I don't want to You've do it. Oh, I don't want to either. But if, if uh, We I did a whole episode on squeezing pimples last week. All right. So <laughs> like step out of your comfort zone for a second. <laughs> guns. I want him to have guns. Thank you. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, Memphis, uh, he sent me. Uh, <laughs> Is that what we call him now? Memphis. Uh, I'm like, I was, Are you I talking about my friend Charlie? Charlie, yes. <laughs> I'm like, Charlie from Memphis. I blanked for a second. I apologize, Charlie. A little respect um, for the only person who listens to the show. Y- yes. Thank you, Charlie, our <laughs> one listener. But he sent me this thing about the world's longest poop. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. I saw the name of that, and I, uh, Char- Charlie, I didn't look at that. I, I was eating. I was eating. I didn't want to see that. I did not post that, so I was just it like, It wasn't nope. like an online store. What? Um, well, I'm like, even, I'm like, because I, I, it looks real, but I don't, it, 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 to me, it had to be fake, but I have no idea how it's faked. It was like uh, a 20 foot long turd, right? Yes, yes. And I'm just like, I don't know how. But I still nope nope nope. How do you even well, do and that? Also, you... It was just a series of pictures. Like I don't know about you, but my mind immediately pictured this chick just sort of like crab walking down the bowling alley, just sort of shaking it out a couple inches at a time. That's what I was gonna say. You'd have to be like mobile while that's happening. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. God damn it. What? <laughs> You're gonna go look it up now? No. <laughs> I'm gonna try to beat it. <laughs> Personally, I'm I'm more impressed by the diameter of a turd than the length. <laughs> like, if it looks like you shit out a cantaloupe, like that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because you know that You're fucker like, made some. Do unhinge your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> see exactly. That's why it's more impressive. I mean, because yeah. when you see a a thick turd. <laughs> You know it. You know it made a satisfying thud when it came out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the splash. So you're more about the splash. You know. So like how how, uh, how the water came up. <laughs> Depth charges. <laughs> well, this episode has really gone down the tubes. It's just started it started off so, cool. so good. Yeah. Legendary weapons. More like legendary shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about legendary stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But as I was looking at the uh, legendary weapons and stuff, I was thinking, like, how cool would that be to create something that just takes on a life of its own and ends up in museums like this? Like, you made a sword that is so fucking badass that people 3,000 years from now are going, damn. (laughs) Right, right. 
There's uh like Japan has like legit a number of super legendary swords. Uh and one of them is it the Blade of Heaven? Oh, that's a sweet name. Yeah. There's, the Blade of Heaven is actually made out of a meteorite that crashed in like Namibia. So I don't know how the fuck they got a hold of the of the of the fucking star metal to make it. But yeah, and that thing is on display now in the Chiba Institute of Technology, along with like a few other things made from like meteorite steel for whatever reason. Uh, but there's like a few legendary Japanese swords. One of them uh, is I want to say it's like Japan's like most famous legendary sword, but like four people claim to own it like they don't know where it is. <laughs> And so, like, hmm, a bunch rich of rich people. people are like, I bought it, you know, uh, but they can't verify the authenticity of any of these swords. Like, I don't I don't I think I can't remember the name of it, but there's one of them where they're like, yeah, we don't really know where it is or if this is it. Or this one. So are, are like, do, do the do three people have counterfeits? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. Or maybe all four of them are counterfeit. Hmm. That's but wild. this is like Japan's like most famous sword. That's cool. I want to find out what it is and make my own like fake one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can be like, turns out I have, I have the real one. <laughs> if you had a if you had a legendary sword, would you fight stuff with it or just keep it on display? I would fight stuff with it. Would you see I'm with John? I would. Would, would you fight? Would you save it for like special fights or just fight everything with it? Monsters. Monsters? Just monsters. See, I would I would fight everything with it. I'd be like walking down the street with that shit. <laughs> See, I think you're diluting the legend at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you only use it to slay monsters, that they're like, that's the sword that John fucking kills monsters with. I know about that sword. But if you're just like walking down the road with it and you're using it to open pop bottles and shit, they're like, oh yeah, that's the sword that fucking Becky's always wearing on her back. <laughs> but if, I'm that, if, if I am that much of a badass, they're going to see me walking down the street and they're like, oh shit, she's got her fucking legendary sword with her. She's going to kick our fucking ass and they're going to fucking get the fuck out the way. I'm just saying, if you have it on the, all the time, it's just you're adding mundanity to the story. I agree. I feel like the less you use it, the more power it has. You know, right? Like, um, uh, you, you know, like if, if if somebody actually sees you pull out a sword that's got like three thousand diamonds and rubies in the handle of it, they know you fucking mean business. You know. <laughs> Right. Like if every time you get it down from your closet and shit, it requires a montage of like <laughs> yeah. you looking pensively and then like remembering when you promised your wife that you would never draw it in anger again. You have to say like, like a 10 a minute prayer. Your dog you have to say like a 10 minute prayer before you can pull it off the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it, the thing it kills is you. <laughs> See, I guess I just look at it as like. You know, growing up, there were, like, Grandma always had the fine china that only came out during the holidays. And when she brought it out, it's just like, hey, it was nice, but it's like, why the fuck can't we use it all the goddamn time? Same reason so, you don't wear your nice Jordans in the fucking winter, you know? <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, they're not nice Jordans anymore, then. <laughs> they're just Jordans. Now they're shitty Jordans. <laughs> I just, I look at everything. It's just like I buy things for a purpose. I don't like to buy things for just 
decoration unless that it literally is just a decoration. Well, let me suggest not getting into the legendary sword business then, <laughs> Becky, because you need to have a little self-control. Yeah, I mean, Becky, I'm with you. I live my life the same way, and that's why I don't buy Jordans. <laughs> See, there we go. Because <laughs> then they're just Jordans. I get my shits on sale. <laughs> Ten dollar Payless <laughs> shoe source. I don't care if it says Jadins. <laughs> like it's a knockoff. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, you got some Jadins. <laughs> I got some Jadins. <laughs> oh, you got that man Jadins. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening to Don't Get the Soup. Uh, I have been and continue to be Miles, and uh, we will be back with uh, more shit next week. Bye. But you fucking stole that from me. <laughs> I couldn't remember where I took it from. <laughs> I knew I was stealing it. I just forgot I think, where. I think what I originally said was, I have been and shall remain. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not a direct quote. That's how an <laughs> asshole signs off. P.S. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.